Hello, Latinos in Clinical Research. Welcome back. If you're on YouTube or the podcast, like, subscribe, <laughs> comment, share. And the last part is the most important to share. Uh, we really need it. Uh, so this episode live, you know, it's on on Zoom. Uh, Latinos in Clinical Research.com if you want to make the live Zooms and not the replays all the time. If you are live, when you ask a question, keep in mind this is live and it's going to go on all the all over the internet um, so just keep that in mind okay this topic's going to be about conferences and monica judy ashley Rowell. maybe you guys can start start us off sure uh well hey everybody uh so me and judy actually had the uh fortunate opportunity to be able to go to the SERS diversity conference uh not too long ago uh back in like late march um, first of all, really happy that we got to meet some of the LICR uh, members um, that were able to go uh, through some of the sponsorships that was provided. Uh, we do continue, um, we plan to continue speaking out with these conference uh, individuals and or um, board members to see if, you know, they'll keep uh, providing those sponsorships because we definitely loved being able to meet so many of you members and uh, speak and kind of get a little bit uh, of your background. If you guys have not already seen, there's a lot of the interviews on TikTok. So please, you know, go like, and, uh, like, share and subscribe to that. Um, but yeah, one of the, I think the biggest topic, um, I didn't get to sit in on so many, but what I did see myself when we were at the booth and having a lot of discussions, it was very clear that the common, one of the common issues was not having an accurate representation right, uh, at the site level, as far as employment was concerned. Uh, I think another issue uh, that was pretty big, I think, was um, not having patient-facing material that is uh, big on the Latino population, right? I know, Monica and Judy, you guys are pretty um, strong on this end about y'all's opinions, especially being site owners. And I know if you wanted to give a little bit on that, especially, Judy, since you got to actually attend a lot of these meetings. Yeah, yeah, and I'm kind of like you. Thank you um, to SCRS for allowing us to be there, especially Marcus for you know going back and forth with us and getting giving us those registrations. But I think I had a little bit different experience aside from seeing that. What I kept hearing or anything I attended was more about recruitment. Um, how do the sites that are located in the various communities connect with the community? Like, how do they connect with organizations, whether it's clinics, with, whether there's um, some advocate in the community? There seems to be barriers still in a lot of our communities on how do we get the patients the information about the clinical trials and how do we do that from a site perspective? Um, and so I know I was on a panel for that and then I, I stepped into a few others that were kind of talking about recruitment and the best practices. So I think there is a gap on how sponsors can support sites with this or CROs can support sites, how sites can do this, and then having enough staff resources for sites to be able to do this for those that are, can do it or are interested. Um, and I did have those conversations with a few people who sponsor CRO, and I, I'm very happy that many are open been to listening to us and to try to do something more to see what they can, you know, take back all this feedback and see what they can do internally to help sites. Um, but I think there's a lot more we need to do. Julie, now that you mentioned that you were in the in the panel, mm -hmm. what was discussed in this panel and how you feel uh, people 
uh, received this um, opportunity. Like, I mean, obviously, this panel was very diverse, as I mm -hmm. remember you mentioned. And uh, what was the reception from people? Yeah, I think every you know it was positive feedback. Um, everybody was very interested to hear what each of us had to say because of the what we already do and whether that community or who we're, we're representing. Um, and so they wanted to know more because we have that experience on what, it, depending because of the audience from what I understood, what I saw was um, sponsored CRO representative, but also site representatives that were sitting in on this panel listening to us. Um, and they, they still have that, they're not sure how to connect with the community. Like, how do we reach these patients in the community? That was, that kept coming up. Anyone else that spoke, somehow it came back to, how do we still connect with the community? We have these advocates here. We have these people at the site. How do we get everybody working together? And that's what nobody seems to be able to figure out from what I, I felt, you know, on the panel. Like, we provided our experience, our experience, some feedback on what other people can do in the industry, but there still seems to be like, they're not connecting. If that makes sense, I don't know. <laughs> You're on mute, Monica. <laughs> I think what I would like to see in the following um, inter, I mean, uh, conferences that uh, that will be nice to see is those conversations in between the sites and the sponsors and the CROs, because obviously the three of us are uh, have the best interest of the the study to advance right or or to overcome those challenges mm -hmm. but in order for that we always keep on saying this that there is a gap in communication that we need to address that so i think that uh, a way to address that will be uh, having a representative for each of these organizations and have the talk so everybody educates everybody because uh for the site we have gaps uh, understanding many of the processes of the CROs and also obviously the, the, the sponsor, right? And the same thing happened for them. The sponsor don't have a clear understanding how the CRO or the sites uh, um, work or, or, or process their, their things, right? So by having these conversations openly and uh, and like somebody like Raul was saying that like as a relationship leaving all the baggage behind and openly talking about what is expected and how things work I think that will start helping and bring more clarity uh, to the actual industry and obviously it will be something that I mean being being open and having um a more more uh, clarity on how things work or how or what the expectations are i think it will be it, it will improve naturally and organically the rest of the processes yeah i i agree yeah and i think that like also um another way to do it is um outside of the community going through these organizations like obviously LICR but there's also other conferences. I mean, we, we're doing the SOS conference, right? Save our sites. If you guys haven't already heard about it, uh, look us up on LinkedIn. Uh, we are partnering with um, Brad Garlinghouse and Dr. Daniel Fox. And this is going to be a site-focused conference. But also, you know, one of the recordings that we did uh, there through TikTok was uh, with Joanna. Um, I, I keep forgetting her last name. Apologies for that, Joanna. Oh, okay, no well, boy. There you go. Um, she's doing a community engagement conference. And I think that that's really, really great because 
she's been able to bring in patients and bring other outsourcing organizations that normally, like we're a research organization, but other organizations out there that are solely focused on maybe bringing effort to the patient or effort to, you know, let's say CRCs with like additional trainings or something like that. I mean, I don't know, but um, those kinds of resources should definitely be used, uh, utilized by these bigger CROs and sponsors if that really is an issue that's happening and even so much, much more with the sites, right? Just getting out there, networking, um, obviously utilizing great resources like SCRS or ACRP with those conferences they've been around for so long, but maybe also reaching out to other conferences that are new that are coming up because more than likely they're gonna be stretching out to individuals that maybe can only afford those or maybe that are only looking for something specific that they couldn't find somewhere else, right? And so it's just like the networking aspect is super important, uh, but being able to do that, I think, is is a big part of, of the issue and being able to get out there and get more contacts. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of different um, people and backgrounds of who attend these conferences, and we can learn from each other and have these conversations in person. And so it is important to go every so often, you know, um, because there's those experts in community outreach. There's experts that you know, different things. And so it's nice to talk to these people and just see how can we strategize to work together or are they doing something that we didn't think of doing? Could we implement at our site, right? Um, that I never considered. Um, so it is nice to to do that. Um, but I think regardless of all these conferences that are going on, there's still certain things that continue to be an issue. Like recruitment still a hot topic, still seems to be an issue. Recruiting diverse patients is a hot topic, still seems to be an issue on how like to do it exactly. Um, then, you know, there's contract and budget issues and like other things, there's certain things that still continue to be this topic that year after year, they still seem to come up at these conferences. We talk about it, but I don't know if we have much resolution uh, from prior meetings, right? Mm -hmm. Now that that's something that we should have in our agenda for the SOS conference next year. <laughs> uh, I I also would like to mention for everybody here and for the uh, if you're watching this video this week, we're gonna be in the ACRP from uh, April 28th until mm -hmm. April 31st. Yeah, Sunday. And, uh, and, uh, and if you want to reach out to us, you want to have any uh, type of conversation, we will be there. Uh, we are actually, would like to mention that we're going to be meeting with uh, Black Women in Clinical Research, with um, ADAPTS in Clinical Research, and other organizations that are advocating for diversity, uh, because we want to come together and unite forces uh, to keep uh, this uh, advocacy uh, make it even stronger and more, um, I mean, help it advance, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's something that, that that I'm looking forward to. And uh, and, uh, and, uh, and something that I also would like to mention is, is the importance of planning before you go to, the, to this specific uh, conferences, because each of the each of these conference offer obviously different things, but the most important part is obviously the networking. And if you plan ahead and start looking for people that you you want to connect, that's that's obviously the the recipe for success in this uh, to take advantage of this specific uh, conferences. I agree hundred percent. 
Um, I kind of want to jump back to uh, Judy. So you were saying that that was kind of the more bigger issue. And that's interesting. I guess from the end side of the, the sessions, that's what they were discussing when it came to the actual roundabouts. So that I feel like that was the more common factor of um, patient facing material. I got that from sites. I got that like direct site owners. I even got that from institutional site owners. So like one institution that has multiple sites. Um, they asked if us as Latinos in clinical research, if we provide uh, stuff like that, right? Obviously, because they want something that is more structured and foundational. And I think because of the fact that the processing, the processes as far as um, ICFs and all that stuff with the translation for CROs and or sponsors, I guess, wherever that process is through, depending on the study, um, that that's like, a, again, a common issue. But my... As not as somebody that's not a site owner, um, I guess my question to you all would be: Is that something that, as a site owner or as an institutional owner that has multiple sites, would you be willing to outsource that the, those types of documents from somewhere else outside of the CRO and sponsor? Uh, yeah, that I do that already. So um, the, most of the material we get from a sponsor CRO on a study is not really material that I use. It's either too technical, too much. Um, it's not good to use on social media. It doesn't really reflect our patient population. Um, so I honestly like to keep things basic, a basic ad, basic information, English and Spanish. Um, even not so study specific, it's just more about the condition. Um, so we'll recreate pretty much a flyer um, social media ad, and I go through our contracted social media person for that. And, and so that's for every study. I just do that from the beginning. Um, and I'll start with a flyer and a social media ad. Um, and then I have to get it translated through our other third party translator. I don't go through the IRB if I can avoid it, because <laughs> it's just easier to go through our person get it approved, get his certificate, and then I submit to the sponsor CRO for review and approval. Usually they sign off on it and then I submit to the IRB just uh, to get it approved that way. Um, once in a while, maybe one out of 10, they want me to go through the IRB. So I'll create the English version and then submit it to the IRB to get translated. Um, but I definitely recommend that I use that for my site and just because I'm not, I don't really like a lot of the material that we get, but that's my preference. And is there a reason why it's not specific? Is it because they're using something more like central or just like generalized? Uh, it's, sometimes it could be very generalized or it's too technical when it comes to the um, information. So it's not really patient friendly. Um, when you look at a flyer brochure, it has too much information. So people don't even pay attention to everything if it's too much information. Um, you, I, I don't know where I read or maybe our social media contractor said that you have like a few sections few seconds to capture somebody's attention on social media. And if there's too much information on an ad, they're moving on to the next thing. Um, so that's why we keep it very simple. Um, and sometimes I just like to focus on the study condition. Um, we do a lot of educational content, um, materials, English and Spanish about conditions. Uh, we work mental health psych studies. So it's like the stigma, why it's important to participate in clinical research. And then I tie that into a condition like depression, you know, how much it affects women versus men kind of thing. And then from that, we um, will maybe run a study specific ad for a certain study. But um, I think that seems to work over the past couple of years instead of focusing just study specific material. That's interesting. So I know that like um, you guys are very successful at your site. Um, Monica, is that very similar to you? Because I know that you had just recently mentioned that for one of your studies, you got 
I don't know how the most patients or the only one that had the most patients for your study. Um, just want to see if you can like touch up on that a little bit more. Cause I, I do think that if Sierra responses were to hear that they'd become very interested in your practices and um, how you're going about. Yeah, I think uh, educating is one of the key factors like just Julie was mentioning. And this is, uh, I mean, I noticed this since I started recruiting patients when I was working in the clinic with Dan, um, because uh, people, obviously people have more tendency to believe and to have, le to be less apprehensive once they know and have more knowledge about uh, the what is research, obviously. It sounds like counterintuitive, but at the same time, it's not just like, uh, throwing the advertisement here. This is the this is the 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 clinical trials that we're doing. Uh, this is what uh, you, the the characteristics that you need to meet in order to participate. That's it, right? <laughs> if you start educating people about uh, the condition, then because you're building trust with that. And then after that, you start talking about the clinical trials or within the same video or or the advertisement that you're providing, right? Um, people then going to start earning uh, or, or the site is going to start earning that trust uh, from the public and obviously then uh, learning more about research, right? It, it, like in between the lines. <laughs> yeah. I think if you go straight forward just to um, just to to invite people to the studies, sometimes it's just I mean the communities, and it's not just one community. It's in general that people have um, a different perspective of what research is about. Um, the majority of the population have a bad uh, idea about uh, pharmaceuticals in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why we need to put more PR into this and make it more um, educative, giving more to the public uh, and expecting them to give a little, right? So, mm -hmm. so if the industry starts gaining uh, the trust, then things are going to be changing. But how we get this trust by building this relationship, right? Building that mm -hmm. rapport. And that obviously starts with the sites. Mm -hmm. So I think the sponsors should give more independence to the sites when it comes to the advertisement. And, and the IRB should improve the process because mm -hmm. oftentimes what I have experienced is that let's say, I know exactly what, how my community will behave with the advertisement or how to um, target the community where I am located, right? Nobody's better than the actual site. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and obviously the principal investigator. So if we create an advertisement and we send it to the sponsor. Oftentimes the sponsor takes their sweet time, like three, four, five months to review it. And, and at first somebody review it and then they send it to somebody else and then to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then and then it gets lost in translation. And then uh, in one point, you don't know who has the advertisement <laughs> or what's going on, right? Even that you sent a weekly message following up. And then mm -hmm. after that, when finally that get approved, if it gets approved, then it goes to the, to the IRB 
that is going to take a lot, a, 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 another um, month or two months or three months there to be reviewed. So I think it's important that this process gets optimized so the site can have more um, freedom to create advertisement that is appropriate for that specific community. And I think this is bringing diversity to the actual advertisement. Yeah. So, and, and sometimes, uh, sometimes let's say, for example, a site that has that don't have uh, somebody doing the advertisement for them or don't have the time uh, seeing the advertisement that other site that has similar characteristics, uh, they could use it. So it's not it's not. I mean, I think it's, it, 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 it will bring a, a lot of um, um, improvement by doing this. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny that like you know we continue to talk about this because it continues to be an issue. And the the what Monica described hasn't improved. Actually, I think it got worse over time. Sometimes with some sponsor CROs, because I had very similar situations before we went on this meeting um, that we went to. I sent I think three advertising proposals to three different sponsors for three different studies, and it consisted of at, requesting funds for ads community outreach stuff because we continue to be at health fair events and various stuff in the community. Um, something we do throughout yeah. the year. It's not just specific to one study. Um, and then I think a few other things. Um, one came back actually approved within the week, which was awesome. The other two still going back and forth, still going back and forth. And it went directly to the, um, I don't know, recruitment specialist within the CRO who's supposed to be reviewing and approving these. Um, it's been a month now and it hasn't been approved. And so wow. all those things I had asked for funds for, well, some of the stuff already passed. So we'll, she's, and then they come back to me like, we can't approve stuff that already passed. Well, yeah, if you would have <laughs> approved it when I sent it, it would have had the funds for those events. Wow. Now, of course it passed. So now I got to add new events that are coming up. But if you don't get it approved in the next couple of weeks, then it's not going to be valid anymore. Like that doesn't make sense, right? Um, but no. it still continues to happen. And this is a reality. And I just don't understand if there's a person that's dedicated for patient recruitment and that's who you got to send the request to, why it takes so long to get these things approved. Like, I don't yeah. understand that. Honestly, they have too much uh, work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think going back to what Dana said in the past, you got to get rid of the middleman or okay. <laughs> the middleman <laughs> process, because it just seems like if you could just communicate directly with the sponsor, I guess. I mean, who knows? I'm not saying that that's the seat. No, actually, and I actually have a follow up to one of those because somebody recently had told us that at a CRO level. Right. And they said, you know, bypass that person and ask to go to the sponsor directly on those requests. So I did. I did that for one. And then this other person within the CRO who was like higher reached out and was like, oh, now you can just contact me directly and I'll get these up reviewed and approved. So I'm bypassing the person they assigned for the study to someone else that I didn't know existed, but I guess exists. And so wow. I don't know if that'll be faster, but I just found that out this week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I told you guys, you guys just have to keep escalating. I mean, it's sad right. that you have to do that, but I mean, it's just, the truth is, is that whether you're a monitor, CTM, project manager, the truth is the kinds of amount of emails that you get in a day is no joke. Mm -hmm. at all. And so by the time they get to some emails and some of these issues probably take 30, 40 minutes, sometimes over an hour to deal with, like, it's just your, your email gets lost in the blunder of all these other emails. And so mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's just, you know, again, escalation is probably the best route, but then that just starts to question, well, then does that company or CRO need more help or do they not doing something more efficiently? I mean, et cetera. But I mean, yeah, obviously you can point the finger as much as we want, right? I think it's just coming down to talking very openly and lately about this, the processes that are not working mm-hmm. um, and working or highlighting those companies that are open to creating pathways and solutions that might be more helpful mm-hmm. for the sites. And then ultimately, hopefully everybody kind of follows straight. But but I do believe what, what you were saying, Moni, because for, for me, for example, I'm naturally, even though like I love science and I love um, the background of clinical research and medicine, I'm personally just naturally, because I'm very, my body's very sensitive, I'm skeptical to just any meds or anything, right? I'm always very, I question everything. And one thing that um, I've noticed, even just on the clinical side with doctors, is that when you go in with a doctor that literally just processes you and you're just a patient in and out, let's see you, blah, 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 okay, out, let's go, next patient, as opposed to somebody that literally comes in, sits down, turns to you, moves away from the computer, turns to you, leans forward and says, what's going on? to your story, right? Let's talk. You naturally already feel a welcoming, you know? And that's just me generally speaking about English. So when you're talking about population that is coming from another you know, uh, area and different language and doesn't fully understand English, having somebody there that is bilingual uh, on one end and then second, being able to have the patients to sit there and talk to them is, is just a whole other story. So I think... Um, you know, having, having those things, it's very, very important. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we can find some more solutions and maybe, you know, in the next few years, hopefully they, there'll be solutions that will actually be in the process to make these things change. Yeah. And you know, another thing that came up that actually was kind of part of this conversation is when you do connect with community and you do share information, then Patients want to know what happens after a clinical trial. Okay, so I participate in clinical. Like, what else are you going to do for me? What's going to happen afterwards after I'm done with the trial? And a lot of sites don't have something in place for that, right? It's like, okay, you participate in the trial. Thank you for your participation, and that's it. But what if they needed something more? What if they needed to continue following up somewhere? What if they needed to be established somewhere else because maybe they didn't really have a doctor? Who's taking care of that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then we want people to participate, but what's going to happen after a clinical trial and what can we do for a patient in clinical trial? And that's important because that goes to gaining the community's, um, you know, trust. respect, trust. Yeah. And if they just feel they're being used, and this has come up before, I think also um, something else I, I attended where people, patients feel they're being used, right? You come out to the community, you want to recruit for the study and that's it. I don't hear about you the rest of the time. You don't come for anything else. You don't help with anything else. Well, then why can't we do more or should we be doing more? Which we should. I totally, totally (laughs) 100% agree with that. I always ask myself that the same question. What can we do for the community or for the participants? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at the end of the day, what they are doing is obviously a novel act of um, generosity or I don't know how to call it, but uh, yeah, and not everybody participates, right? And then what if the drug is working very well on them, then the study closes and then this patient gets just like nothing else. I mean, sometimes obviously if the drugs gets approved, sometimes they get the drug for free for a, a period of time or for a long while. But what happens if 
if the if the patient finishes the study before the drug gets approved, they mm -hmm. get in that limbo for a while or yeah, I think it should be something there. That's uh, interesting because what maybe then that's hands. maybe one of the solutions we should work on with SOS is as we're having these sites or different PIs from the different locations, you know, getting their information, sorting them by region, right? And letting that grow. And should a site say, hey, we we'll have a patient, you know, they already finished a study, you know, but we're no longer having, we don't have any other studies that they fit and or, you know, we don't do general medicine or XYZ, are there any other physicians out there in my region that you're aware of, right? Mm -hmm. That we can network for or who, and we can maybe even provide that. That would be, I think, a good solution to be able to give some sort of pathway and then maybe it'll grow from there, who knows? Yes, like a transition um, period mm -hmm. yeah, or something like that before. I mean, obviously every study has to follow up, but it's not the same as actually help them transition. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you think about that, Dan? Well, I mean, there's a lot of mm -hmm. stuff you guys discussing that <laughs> <laughs> helping helping the patients after the study. I, you know, my only solution so far has been putting them in another study. And I mean, unless they're a patient of our PI, there's mm -hmm. there's certain cases where something's being used off label. Like a lot of the studies we have now are repurposed drugs that are already on mm -hmm. the market, but for mm -hmm. other, other indications. So like in derm, this is actually very common in derm. Mm -hmm. um, we know this is available. It's not, it's not available for your condition, but if you do this study, I know it's only eight weeks, but if the doctor sees you're doing well on it, even when you're done with the study, he'll prescribe it to you. Like he, he's more likely to prescribe it to you. And now he has, he has actual documentation to prescribe it and not maybe get in trouble or, or have like li liability because of the off-label uh, prescription, which is usually what the providers care about. When it comes to the other stuff, as far as jumping over the CROs to get to the sponsors, I mean, it's a great strategy. I personally don't like the CROs at all, but it's also risky because, hey, you know, you make too much noise and the CROs are going to possibly not use your site next time. You ever worried about that, Judy? Like when you. No, I mean, I I mean, I don't do that like all the time. Maybe it's been like one in a few, but usually once I escalate it through the CRO chain of command, I, I get some resolution at the higher, <laughs> higher positions. But no, <laughs> no, um, I don't because I guess what? there's it. a lot of other studies out there that we can work on. And so if it just doesn't work with that study, we move on to the next studies. The next and yeah. And also like recruitment. I mean, I've learned not to wait for these flyers and informed consents. <laughs> like when we use, and we use the same guy for social media as Judy, Judy referred him to us. Um, we just make our own generic flyers for every study. Like we don't make anything study specific. Like Judy, you already know you do Alzheimer's studies and schizophrenia mm -hmm. and depression. So you can just have like constant ads for your site, you don't need to promote any studies. Uh, you right. can just do them in English, Spanish. Same thing for us with obesity, diabetes, arthritis. I mean, we already know what kind of studies we can do. Heart disease. You don't need to wait for the actual official, like the official study flyer, which is not that good, by the way. We had a, this tart. <laughs> we had this tart at this kinesia one where the drugs already approved and the brilliant ad agency like made the patient like a puppet 
and somebody oh. was like oh, behind them with, wow. with strings. <laughs> the first thing people said when they came in was like, what is this? Like, I feel like I like the image literally shows you're being manipulated. Um, oh, no. So some wow. genius came up with that. So why wait? Why wait for that kind of stuff when you can just make your own? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just that sometimes the sponsor won't provide, uh, but yet if you don't use the central campaign, I mean, yeah. I think, oh, the central campaign. There's ways around that, though. Yeah, there's <laughs> ways around. That. Yeah, there is ways. I mean, it used to be more strict. I think years ago. Now they're kind of like we're open to, and actually. As a site owner, I, I already from the beginning feasibility phase, I'm like, this is what we're going to need. We create our ads because we, you know, this is our patient population during the PSV, I mentioned it. And so by the SIV date, they already know. So there's no surprises. Um, and same thing, like Dan mentioned, I'll go to Luis and just be like, hey, I need a, a generic Alzheimer's ad so we can already start. Yeah using you know whenever we start a new study i text louise matter of fact i need to text them for two new ones but hey you know <laughs> we have this heart disease study just make very generic things in english and spanish on mm -hmm. heart disease um, that's it that's all we need interesting i got i got in the past a study that they had the central campaign and they had the options to get the um but, uh, the budget for marketing so we choose to go to the budget for marketing right and then, and then after we got the Virginia proof and, and we were wanted to start the marketing, we sent the marketing strategy. We already had the, the budget approved, right? And they came back and tell, and tell us after we worked real hard on getting a marketing, uh, customized and everything, they say, no, that's too expensive. Um, we paid this and we were just like, huh. Now you're putting the price to what the company uh, that does the advertisement is charging. Mm -hmm. And we had approved this. Why now we cannot use it, right? So sometimes it's kind of, um, I don't know what to say. It. It's kind of depending on the sponsor, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah some of them are, are just... Sometimes you get approved the marketing just to just to keep you happy, and then when you start asking for it, they just kind of play around. So yeah, they use any semantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess going back to the SOS conference, these are all like all our experiences are good conversations to have with other people there because you know maybe I have something I did that works for me that you guys can use and vice versa. Um, and maybe that could help. I mean, look, we're almost minimize. at a place where we can, <laughs> you're almost there now with these tech vendors getting more powerful. You're almost there where you can have sites informally networking with each other. And I mean, what do the CROs really do at the end of the day? Like, let's say everyone's using eSource. Every eSource vendor starts doing their own EDC. So they got that covered. Data management, okay, that's, you can argue either AI can do it or you can have uh, someone from the site, like like an unofficial site network alliance that does just monitoring at mm -hmm. a fraction of the cost without the travel. And then you've got the monitors. Like what else is there really? Like feasibility? Okay, you've got plenty of vendors that can do that. Um, you got the site networks themselves. So, I, you know, I think this is like going to be an interesting decade and SOS should be fun to start off the that's, 
That's an interesting business, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> the feasibility. It was the feasibility. <laughs> Ashley, that's an interesting business idea. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's people doing it. There's people doing it already. Like, they, I can't name drop, but it's like they're, they're doing it. This stuff's already happening. And the CROs, mm -hmm. they're either going to buy these companies out or. They're just going to become slowly irrelevant. Um, I, I know now that you mentioned that, I know many of the, um, the, the, the companies or the tech companies that are providing services for e-source, mm -hmm. provide services for the feasibility. So you can build your answers <laughs> in, the, in the platform wow. and then oh, use that. Well, look at, look at what metadata, look at what metadata has, look at what real time has, look at what Creo has. They know how many it, patients it, you screened and randomized and what pro. indications. Yeah. They know all the numbers. Mm -hmm. Except real time doesn't have, have a feasibility. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all that's missing. But they know right. the numbers and they know the sites and they know like, so sites don't, you don't have to rely on a CRO sending a survey to a site and hoping they tell the truth. You have the e-source, the, the metadata ADC. You already know how many screened, how many randomized, how many screen failed. You have the numbers there for therapeutic indication. It's just a matter of aggregating this data and sending it back to the sponsors. But it's not always 100% accurate because it, it, regardless of your database that say like you have a thousand depression patients, they're not all going to be good candidates for that protocol you're looking at. Right, it's, right. Depending on the criteria. That's why, I mean, yeah, if we have a better electronic system to capture this where we can easily do our feasibility questionnaires, but it's not going to be the same thing for all depression studies. Yeah, it's not right. perfect, but it's definitely better than what we currently have. Yeah. You know, it's a step in the right direction. I mean, it's data driven, not just sites having sites feeling they have to embellish in order to get the study. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we definitely almost have well, so almost a whole year. We shy a few months already, but by the time we get to next year, let's see what kind of changes actually happen. What is like the more relevant thing that's happening? And I'm sure at that point, we all know within time, even just six months, so many things happen in six months. And so I'm curious to see, you know, what actually comes to us, who actually comes to SOS, the organizations, what they're going to be presenting or showcasing as far as, you know, what they are doing for sites. Um, well, you guys, the, who's doing the, who's doing the sponsor stuff? You, Monica and Dr. Fox, Fox, or, Dr. Fox. Do you know if there's any CRO yet interested? I have uh, not. I have not seen any CRO. The last time that we spoke, though, with with Doctor Fox, there was no CRO. I don't it think was, they want to come, but the, I bet you it's all tech vendors. I think so. Well, I think a majority is a lot of tech. tech. Yeah, yeah. Well, that tells you right there. Ashley's getting PPD. Come on. No, I'm not. Oh man, Pub you're doing this publicly. Wow, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Chris at the end coming through strong. Uh, we have been talking with some sponsors. Um, so we'll see. What yeah, happens. we'll see where that goes. Sponsors <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Sponsors for sure. Well, like at the end of the day, what is a study? I mean, doesn't require a middleman. Nowhere mm -hmm. in the FDA guidance does it say you need a middleman to do your studies. You know, you no, but they do because it's easier for them, right? It used to time. be easier. I think it's actually flipped to where it's like makes they're getting in the way now. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, have... I've no, I had go ahead. Study, I had one study that changed the CRO like at least five times. Can oh you imagine gosh. that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, how many? They're going to run out of CROs. There's no more CROs to use anymore at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I had one that changed twice, and then the sponsor took back the study. The sponsor, like, canceled. Yeah. yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm in the wrong area, not seeing enough of the drama. <laughs> yeah, you need to come on over to the site yeah. side. That's or tech. One of those two or sponsor. Yeah. I mean, That's I don't know. I, I, like, I like the idea of tech a little bit, to be honest. Future, you know, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, that's just, it's it's definitely interesting to hear that. Um, having worked, because currently no longer with the CRO, but having worked with the CRO um, and seeing that aspect of things, I honestly think the side side is definitely on the more interesting end. And uh, well, We'll see how what brings with the SOS, but definitely some, a lot of these topics are what's going to be discussed, how we're going to go about trying to find solutions. Um, we do obviously want multiple representation, but if we have no CROs that are reaching out actively, well, one, we probably have to come October, Moni and Judy, when we're there in Florida, we really got to hustle to see if we can get Chris and I can try to get the Korean ones we're working with or Diane right Chris Diane would do it Diana would come if we need a CRO representative she would come Uh, yeah I think we also maybe Daniel Perez oh Daniel we'll have Daniel there yeah which we're just FYI we're going to be interviewing him next month for the live Ah, webinar so uh, just a little tidbit we'll be posting that out shortly but yeah that Daniel Perez, uh, he's definitely been a huge forefront in change and trying to actively work with sites and test out the inner workings of the companies and seeing where the he goes above and beyond. Uh, me and Judy and a couple others are on Monica are on these weekly calls with him and he's he goes above and beyond. But that's not the norm at CROs. Yeah, yeah. super awesome to have him as a yeah. supporter on our side, but. Well, we are coming up to the time, you guys. Um, as we mentioned, for those of you that uh, either here today or watching later in recording, uh, next month, towards the end of the month, we'll be having Daniel Perez from uh, Worldwide Clinical Trials. Uh, I think he's really making some huge strides and change, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um, again, we will be at ACRP this weekend, me, Monica, and Judy, so if you... Oh, the three of you are going? That's good. Yeah. Where is <laughs> and it? And going to be there, too. In Dallas. Where is it? Dallas? Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Dallas. Okay. Yeah, Raul, so... We'll Ra- Raul is going to be there, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Raul. Awesome. Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the bodyguard. <laughs> 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 gonna do a lot of interviewee uh, interviews and all of that so i'm really excited uh especially i've met judy finally now i'm gonna get to meet monica and raul in person wow, you never met monica. that's cool no and then chris chris you'll be the last one on the list you gotta check to mark that one off okay man that'll be epic that'll be memorable when you meet chris <laughs> that'll be a good one it'll be a good one <laughs> yeah, february ashley february February, February. Actually, we're supposed to meet him before then, right? Yeah, we're actually going to meet in October. We're meet in October. Yeah. Okay. In Arizona, so sooner than later, right? But yeah, thanks you guys so much. This is really a, it was a great conversation. Can't wait to bring back some of the information that we get from ACRP. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, thank you guys so much. And like, subscribe, uh, comment, that, that, share. That, that, does, does anybody wants to comment or make you know, a questions or something or ask a questions? Oh, <laughs> yes, you, you guys uh, allow me to make this comment. Uh, 
basically over this time of learning of sites, obviously hearing all these conversations that are very, very useful. Uh, I relate to each uh, obstacles, if we can say challenges. So it's good to mix up everything. And I would like to bring up this and let me know if this might be a good idea. We know what we're trying to encounter. We know what we're trying to fix. I will suggest that if we can probably have a chat with a sponsor, because it will be interesting to hear what they need to say about that, because sure. we can be between us talking, talking that this happened to me. This, I mean, we can spend a lot of time, but it will be interesting to confront, to say, hey, uh, this is our voice. What you guys have to say back, mm -hmm. because uh in a personal level i know that we hear things we chat with cro's and we know what is going on in behind the scenes if that's the right way to say but obviously this is a business environment right we do our part they need to do their part but in this case if we're looking for a solution i think we need to speak with the main uh sure. I don't know, the main the main topic of this is sponsors sponsors sponsor okay so let's have a chat let's hear because I know there will be interesting things to hear, but also we're gonna put our voice out there and especially the SOS that you guys are <laughs> preparing for next year is fantastic. I think definitely gonna unify a lot of sites, but in the same way, the purpose is to, to, uh, to get a better quality clinical trials and also that relationship with sponsors and sites. That's mm -hmm. my perception, but I just wanna, say that right now <laughs> we can make a alternate logo sos means save our sponsors and then get them to come i just gotta ask you're gonna be our yeah. bodyguard at sos too right hey <laughs> yeah, i'm getting my shirts i'm getting everything going to the gym, perfect everything. all right Sites you know rock. what chris if you allow me to say, I can, can I borrow that black car over there? Maybe that will do it. <laughs> I'll take the yellow one. You get the yellow one. Well, Chris was very specific. Which one is his, right? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Beautiful cars, Chris. Beautiful cars. Yeah. Beautiful cars. Thank you. I but know. Anyways, Do I we own the same uh, sites? Yeah, <laughs> I hope this input, this input was helpful because I was thinking aloud, like, okay, if we have these issues, let's go forward to, to, we belong to say these things too. You know, we mm -hmm. can combine everything, but then we can see how we can make it happen. But that's just a simple suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I do think that um, the sponsor, I mean, I'm probably not going to say it right now until we have confirmation, but I think one of the sponsors we're speaking to, um, they've been very forefront about wanting change and, and really being, showing action on that change. So I, we have a couple. Also, we have another yeah. smaller one coming, Robert Goldman. And I was um, about to say Robert Goldman. Yeah, I go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these sponsors and sites have the same objectives. You know, it's just there's a I lot was, of people in between with their hands out. I was thinking that it should be equal. I would love to speak to the sponsor that I have the worst experience in my life with to to hear what they have to say about everything we have just mentioned because they tick every box of the um issues uh, list. Uh, oh, yeah of the list that we just mentioned about uh, mm -hmm. all the 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 bad experiences or the things that are not working in the industry that the sponsor tick every single box 
So I would like to hear what they have to say and also a good sponsor. I mean, you think they're the, coming? The best ones. <laughs> no, I do think I that come. Hear them. I think um, come August or September, we should really um, between you know Dan's following, LSER's following. We're well, not necessarily following, but connections that we've all made along with Brad Garlinghouse and Dr. Fox, openly sending out an invite to have a discussion. Right, specifically to sponsor CRO, see who actually shows up, and then who actually shows up having that you know one conversation with all of them. Saying this is what we're trying to do. Um, which are any of you interested in representing your organization mm. to bring about a, a better solution? Right, because it's not about putting you on the spot. I mean, I mean, we can definitely do that, right? But if we're trying to be mindful of the time that we have, because it's just a one-day event. Just saying, hey, we, we want to create solutions. So we're going to come up with scenarios and situations of what we've experienced. And we want to talk about how your company is specifically jumping over those hoops and or are you open to other alternatives and X, Y, Z or something. Having that open discussion, but I think bringing them and inviting them to a meeting first, firsthand, giving them a little bit of a... Yeah, I think I think happen. that will be a great idea. That's like bringing, like couples therapy. <laughs> 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 really? That's what that's basically what we're doing because we have a bad marriage here with the sponsors and and the zeros and the sites. Everybody's just pointing uh, the different organizations. But uh, what we need right now is actually real. You know work. what? When we bring them on, we should actually call that theme couples therapy or something, something like that. <laughs> that'd, be that'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but awesome you guys yeah we're already at the top of the hour so thank you all for being here today for having this uh, discussion again we'll, we will be in ACRP so if you see this please you know don't hesitate to reach out to us we'd love to see you if you're there and you see us in person please let us know we'd love to say hi and get to know you um, we will be here again live webinar with Daniel Perez from Worldwide Clinical Trials uh, please be on the lookout for that post and um, other than that, uh, let's say if you guys have anything you want to add, you can definitely close it out for today. Thank you, guys. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah.